And we're live. Yeah. Uh, and alive, you could say. Let's uh, not have a sneeze attack again. Do I sound nasally again? Oh, dude, you sound like you're me in episode one right I now. I sound nasally. All right, whatever. Hope you guys enjoy this one. Uh, this is uh, this is <laughs> coffin over comfort zone. This is episode eleven, guys. <laughs> you can hear it. Oh man. Back everyone. This is uh, Coffin over Comfort Zone. My name is uh, I'm I'm Dan. I'm yeah. also Dan. <laughs> it's probably harder for them to tell which one's which right now. Yeah, finally not the nasally Dan. <laughs> oh man, welcome back, episode eleven. Um, yeah, man, let's just uh, let's dive right in it. We had our first interview. That was awesome. It was fun. Uh, looking forward. To, uh, you know, uh, I don't know when this one's going to come out, but uh, we're going to put that out before this one or after that one. Yeah, one? We'll figure, it, we'll out figure it, it out. But I uh, hope you guys either enjoy it or you enjoyed it. That's what I'm there talking we go. about. There we there go. We go. Uh, um, yeah, you know what I found weird about that or tough was yeah. the same thing I was talking about when talking with you. When I was talking, I didn't know to make eye contact with you with me or, or Janessa. Or Janessa yeah. or, like, I didn't know where to look sometimes. I, I can't remember where I was looking. I think I was... I think most of the time I was looking at I was looking at Janessa. Yeah. Um, I think it was yeah uh, yeah I don't think I looked at you very often. So um, because you know you also had the uh, <laughs> the option of choosing what lights we had, and then we had like this whole place look red, and then I remember it kind of looked messed up because like you weren't so much in the red light, and it was kind of tripping me out a little bit. So I was like, I I just have to look at one person. <laughs> I think that's what was that's what was getting to me at that point. So. Um, yeah, I just chose to uh, just look at Janessa. But uh, yeah, hopefully you guys enjoy that. How was your week? It was good. Um, what day is it today? Sunday. What yeah. have I done all week? Just started my new job. Yeah. That's fun. Um, I guess I started kind of like a new job talking about... I don't want to get into what we're talking about for the sessions that I'm doing right now. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's just say when it's over, guys, it's... I'll be glad that it's over. And actually, that's you know kind of what I want to talk about you know with you today. But yeah, no, tell me how the rest of your week went though. Week's been good. Today I spent. I was late coming to the podcast because I tried to rescue a loose dog. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, a lady walking by said, "Hey, there's a loose dog down there," and all my white instincts kicked in, and I said, "I have somewhere to be, but it can wait as I go search for this dog." And a hundred percent, like you know, don't know if it is a stereotype or not, but like. As soon as you said that, I remember when you said that to me, I was like, yeah, I think I guess I would do that. But then like after I thought about it, I was like, no, no, not at all. Hell no. No. I had a good not experience a in uh, Mexico with one of my black friends. We were on the beach and there was five beach dogs running by. And my first instinct was to go play fetch with them, basically. Yeah. And these dogs weren't, these were like cartel dogs. They were walking by at like 1 a.m. So my buddy was like, uh-uh, that's the difference between me and you, bro. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> Just as simple as yeah, that. Nah. No, hell no. I ain't doing that shit. Man, a white person will come save your dog in your front lawn. I You got to be careful. I, I, I just find, I don't know, like even when I see certain animals out by themselves without, you know, ownership around. It just don't add just, up. No, 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 no. It's too many questions, too many unanswered. 
Unan- too many unanswered questions. Oh yeah. So I uh, know I'm not I'm not playing around with that. Yeah, this lady that told me about it was actually really scared because it was like a giant cane corso or whatever they are, mm-hmm. real big dog, but. For oh, okay. some reason, I felt the need to go find it. Do you feel that like things are getting a little bit more like because yesterday, even yesterday, uh, I felt like there was more people out and about with the nicer weather and stuff like that. Do you feel like it's a different vibe this time last year? Yeah, yeah. And I find you know what? Sarnia is such a tough city to judge on, mm-hmm. like um, being such a small city, mm-hmm. especially on the weekends, because Saturdays are either dead or they're bumping. But when they're dead, that usually means everybody's out doing something, oh, doing somewhere, something. Yeah. somewhere else. That's kind of what I meant. Yeah. yeah. Like, Sarnia's a place you go away for the weekend. Hmm. So you know if a lot of people are gone, I think they're out doing something. Oh, okay. And. Okay, I see what you're saying now. Yeah, yeah. Because like, like, I noticed the traffic yesterday not in the in city. Sarnia. Yeah, like, exactly. Okay. Like I noticed the traffic in Sarnia yesterday was dead. Yesterday for sure, yes. Yeah. But yeah. that probably meant people were out doing other things with the nice weather and things like that. And I did see a lot of people out. Like it's nice to see people riding bikes and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And, uh, you know, I read that 50% of the adults in Sarnia have been vaccinated, which is... Uh, Bold claim. Which is... Uh, no, I think first dose. Okay. 50% first dose. Yep. Yes. Um, I don't know the number for the people that have been fully yeah i did say fully but yeah no i mean first dose yeah the vaccination rollout has been an odd thing slow i'm running into a personal like gripe where where my grandma stays right you told me this yeah yeah the people staying the residents have 100 percent vaccination right but the staff is at 63 percent of their first dose and you're we're wondering whether this is by choice yeah and and i simply asked and no one's answered me but we the residents aren't able to enjoy any activities until the group of residents and employees are at i believe 70 percent vaccination right so what's the delay exactly i was in line one day and i heard one of the staff members talking about attending that um small business support anti-mask rally so i asked on their website i was like yo is why is only 63% of professionals vac- have their first vaccination? Right. And there was no response. So, and also there was three other people that followed up after me being like, yeah, this seriously. is a great point. Exactly. And uh, that's, that's gotta be frustrating. And you it's, know. it's frustrating. And you know what, this is going to be a hot take. And I, I don't give many hot takes on here because we try to play pretty neutral. Yeah. But I think if you're a healthcare professional and you want the increase of pay with COVID, you have to get the vaccination to get the increase of pay. Well, see, here's my thing with the vaccine, and I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't completely disagree with you on that. Um, but and here's my take on this thing: is you know, some people are weary about you know getting it, and I've yep. had friends that you know we say flat out they're not getting it, yep. right? But like, here's the thing: because you know, one of the um, uh, one of the arguments or debates is we don't know the long term effects of it, mm-hmm. or it was fast tracked too fast, right? And the thing is, is that I've got friends who, two things. One, I've got friends who are, you know, healthcare professionals that did a fast track of their course to become either nurse practitioners or physicians, right? Mm-hmm. And they're not less of doctors or Touché, physicians yep. just because they fast tracked. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like it's not. It, 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 the thing is, is that they made most. They made what they were doing a priority. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with this vaccine. That I know. This mm-hmm. is what I know because I'm not going to talk about like I know everything, but I do know this yep. is that this vaccine took pri- making this vaccine 
took priority of the world of the world. Yeah. So that's so that's one. But then you know the argument is yeah, like we See, don't know the long term effects. That's one thing. Like me and my wife differ on an opinion. I don't think vaccination passport should be a thing. Okay. Because I think there's an unfair accessibility to uh, vaccination. So I don't think the passport should be a thing. Like I don't think it should be forced upon anyone. I'm a big believer in that. Yep. But it just sucks that the retirement home numbers are based on a mathematical equation. Yes, based on like the people in the building. Exactly. Right. And, and for me, if you're going to admit that COVID is a real thing yep. and ask for an increase of pay, you should have to take the... Because the reason... I agree. Actually, so I do agree with that. Actually, the yeah. reasoning they have as to why the elderly are not allowed to do activities is because there's a chance they could infect the staff that isn't vaccinated. Think, think about that circular reasoning right there. When I heard that, I just, I, I didn't know what to say. I was like, ah, that's very, it's painful to listen yeah. to because if they believed in the code, right, right. Like, they, yeah, it was just very painful to listen to. And oh. for me, they, they were trying to get excited because the second doses for staff had been pushed up. Yeah. But I was like, that doesn't help when there's only 60% that have their first, first dose. Yeah, exactly. Because that's only 60% at their second dose. Oh. And it's it's kind of scary to realize that trained medical professionals Won't are taking board. that approach. Yeah. And like like I said, I'm not a vaccine. Like, you have to get it. I understand if I, you don't want I to. I understand people's take that they don't want to. I get but it. But it's the fact you're working in an environment now yeah. that's restricted because of the chance you could get it exactly yeah that's when it's a little yeah it gets so it gets very circular so i can't base like layman's terms i can't hang out with my grandma because staff members i assume don't want to get the vaccine because it's available yeah you need more answers there exactly but the staff that doesn't want to get the vaccine has a chance of getting covid if me and my grandma hang out who are both vaccinated right so it just goes in a complete circle of like reasoning. Yeah. And for me, it's hard to wrap my brain around because yeah. there's no end to it. It's it just it's endless. Just, it's continuous. Yeah. And my second thing, um, you know, to jump back, my second thing was that let's say, right, you know, because in terms of topic being long term effects, right? Mm -hmm. Let's say the long term effects of this are just dramatic mm -hmm. you know let's say everyone who has taken the vaccine ends up like keeling over in five years mm -hmm. okay let's say that happens well i don't know then i'm okay with going out like that too because if everyone kills over because we have this vaccine then like you gotta think about who's taking it like mm -hmm. medical professionals <laughs> like doctor you know what i'm saying like it's just gonna no, be mad exactly no one's gonna be there to save yeah, your yeah. life if it's over yeah. if everyone's taken it like that's some the of the smartest people in the world have taken this vaccine yeah so, that's the same concept of when people were um, i think it was during the blm we're talking about defunding police completely i was like who is gonna be there to save you when the bad people come to murder you that's the thing it's like, and that's one thing too and we're gonna get into this yeah. like later in the month you know we're gonna talk about that we're gonna talk about you know everything that you know has gone on in terms of black lives matter right and, uh, you know, on the anniversary of uh, George Floyd, because that's coming up. Yeah. That's in a couple. We'll touch on that. Yeah, we're going to touch on that.
But like, yeah, like I wasn't against. Oh, actually, no, I'm just gonna save it for that episode. Yep. Because like I have a whole take exactly. on like yeah, yeah, yeah. defunding the police and everything. Yep. Um, um, like uh, what I was wanted to mention is one of our pillars to coughing over comfort zone is intent and purpose. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if we touched on it exactly in any previous episodes, but for me not getting the vaccine as well. Like I'm not automatically attacking people who don't have it because there might be an intent or purpose of not getting it that might supersede my reasoning for getting it. And the same with the masks. Exactly. Right. Exactly. But it's just this mathematical situation I'm put in, which is frustrating. Yes. And it's just like, come on. Like, um, and especially, yeah, if you're going to acknowledge it, but then not do anything about it, it's just very weird for me. Yeah, because I'm all about, if you're going to complain about something, then yes, have a reason, mm-hmm. but then do something about it as well. Well, let's talk about that. Let's um, let's talk about complaining about something. Because that came up in one of our conversations yeah, this yeah. week. Let's talk about complaining about something, but then the idea of, are you just complaining or are you taking proactive measurements that activate your complaints does that make sense me say that one more time because i didn't catch it i was moving a cord are you are you complaining just to complain about the situation or are you complaining post trying to be active active to fix the situation i see what you're saying yeah do you know what i mean yeah it's easy i could complain about anything like right now i could complain that i am on a wooden stool or i could complain that you activated siri Mid podcast, I didn't even do anything. <laughs> it's, I think it's because we said sometimes when we say words like serious and stuff yeah. like that, like it turns on. I gotta turn to have this thing completely off. Uh, but there's also the idea of just being negative to complain about the situation. Like it right. almost like if we can refer back to a previous podcast as a basis, we talked about the street preacher before. In his commitment to something, whether or not yeah. we believe in it, whether or not you believe in it, that man's out there doing He's something. He's doing something about it. And exactly. Some people are going to feel different types of ways about what he's doing. You're right. Like what he's doing, what mm-hmm. he says, whether it's hateful or not. Um, I can't even hear it. No, nope. to, to know what it, whether microphone. it's whether it's hateful or not. Right, I can't exactly. even. He could be, you know, saying something about my mama. I wouldn't mm-hmm. know. Would not know. But <laughs> you're like you said, the action is there. Mm-hmm. The action is there, and that's the thing. Is like, you know, he's not just. Well, based on his signs, I think he is complaining about something. Like, you know, maybe sinners of the world. I think is kind of what his complaint might be. Fair complaint at R- this point. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I feel like he. Uh, he's still acting on, you know, as well as his complaints. So, and that's where I get grief and like, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not trying to, you know, shit on my sister here when I say this, but, um, she, and she'll, she'll actually be the one of the first people to tell you about this, about, about her. Like when she was living at home, we were all living at home. So, you know, when four of us all living under the same roof, you know, what ages? It, we were, uh, I think I was 23. I must have been between 23 and 25. Sounds like an episode of Family Matters right here. <laughs> right. So my brother would be the same. Um, my eldest sister would have been 24, uh, 26, right? Oh, jeez. Um, or 28, whatever. And um, then my eldest would have been you know, closer to her 30s. And it just chaos, bro. Like just headaches. She'd come home from work 
and there would be different things that happened and just you could just hear in her voice how much she didn't like this situation, right? Mm -hmm. This person or that client or whatever it was, right? Mm -hmm. And in my mind, every day, you know, either when I was doing schoolwork or something or I'd have company over or because it's tough to, you know, you know, dates or whatever when you're one in a wheelchair, but on two <laughs> and living with and your living mom. with your mom and the rest of your siblings. I just imagine your like, Tinder profile, bro, in a chair, lives with my mom. Um, Did I tell you what my Tinder profile thing was? No, I bring my own chair to parties. <laughs> well played. <laughs> I was just, oh. but like the thing is, is like it was tough being around that all the time yes. and one day i remember calling her out and being like yo if you hate this so much do something about mm -hmm. it leave or, yeah. or say something to someone about it but like why complain if you're not going to do anything and that is easily bro i don't know if i've told you this for me that's top three pet peeve mm -hmm. top three people when, that complain and do nothing and do nothing and you know one thing the irony i find to a lot of the complaints almost every complaint involves the word freedom but the one thing Canadians have right now is the freedom to emigrate. Oh, we, oh, right. Yeah, you yeah, can move yeah. away at any point in time. In fact, you can, can go we still do that. You can go right on vacation now? if you want. They can't stop you. We can leave the country. Hundred percent. Yeah, the Canada so can never people... stop you. This is this is the irony to it is, you can emigrate right now to anywhere, and I'm sure Cuba will accept you if you want to move to Cuba. Right. But what's going to happen when this is all over? It's like deep down, everyone complaining about freedom. You, you you're lying to yourself because you would leave the country if you truly felt your freedom was being imposed. Look at mm -hmm. the people that lived in California. Yeah. A lot of them moved to Texas because you know why? They felt their freedom was being truly imposed. And then I make the... Oh, true. Is that happening? That's yeah. happening? And oh. then I made the... That's why Texas is so popular right now. Florida's um, one of those too, right? Yep. And then I make the referral. I, I was thinking, I was like... Though then people be like, I have family, I have this. I'm like, yeah, but what about the Cubans that jump on a tire because they truly don't have freedom, jump in the ocean, just hope to end up in Florida? Right. I'm like, that's the true meaning of not having freedom, not having that you're freedom, willing to yeah. change or be proactive to change this. And the irony, I, and this is where it gets a little circular and gets my gripe a little, is a lot of Canadians are complaining about freedom to travel. And I wanted to ask you about this too. Is freedom global or is freedom local? Well, because the thing is, a lot of people here are complaining about freedoms and they want to travel. So when they're done, they're, what, what, where do I would say 80% of Canadians travel? All inclusive resorts. Mexico. In Mexico. Any all inclusive DRC. resort, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. just like the islands. One where the people are, are oppressed and work for way less than they should. Yeah. Especially Cuba, which is. They can't leave the country legally. Or certain parts of like Thailand. And yeah, stuff like that. socialist. Yeah. So the irony of complaining about your freedom and then if you go to Cuba within the next three years, to me is just so outrageous because you're going to a resort for $500 for the week mm. for employees that aren't allowed to leave the country. Yeah. They're not allowed to make their own money. Yeah. And they just had to deal with COVID I think the we, same I way. I think we just talked about that a little bit in, in our interview, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, and it, for me, it's... It's very ironic, but then I get into the philosophical idea is freedom, compl like complaining of freedom, is it a global perspective or can it be an individual perspective? Well, it's like the reason I ask this is because between me and you, yeah, say I have a hurt foot, 
if it was global perspective, I can't complain about shit sitting beside you. Okay. Because I have to encapsulate everything. Right. But from a personal perspective, I have a hurt foot. Right. Do, do you know what I'm saying? Your foot still hurts. So, yes. freedom, like when we look at it, are, are, is it selfish to look at it as what we've been born into is what we're allowed and that's our freedom? Or do we look at it at a global scale and be like, okay, we're free as can be. Other people are oppressed, like Pakistan, Israel, yeah. going on right now. Yeah. Like, are we allowed to complain about our freedoms? We have to acknowledge what it means to be free. Yeah. We need to acknowledge what it means to be truly free. Mm-hmm. Just the same way we have to acknowledge what does it mean to be truly happy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We've talked about some of this before, you and I. Yeah. Because, like, it's it, – when you see that there are people – who do not have the things that we have, and they haven't had them their entire lives. Mm -hmm. And now the thing that we have had our entire lives is being taken away is, and not even permanently, just temporarily. Like these are things, it's like, it's like the world's been postponed or, or social life or whatever has mm-hmm. been just postponed. It's not like it's permanent. Mm-hmm. And I, and they, there are people out there that'll say, oh, they'll never give it back. I don't give a damn what you think. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It, 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 we're getting this shit back. Yeah, 100%. We are. So to think, though, that, you know, this will never end. There's no end in sight. And just live this life of just hopelessness without these you know, quote unquote freedoms just doesn't make sense to me because like you really just have to question what is it to 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 be free? But you need more well, you know, conversation. Mm-hmm. You need to you need a better understanding of it, I so, think. You so need you to do, do some research with here. Freedom more than um like you know, like they say mental health, that kind of thing is a personal issue because a rich person can still be depressed as a poor person, right? Oh, yeah. It's Things relative. Like that. Yes. Re- it's, that's it, what I mean, relative. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the word I'm looking for. Yeah. But I think freedom does have to be looked at somewhat on a global scale. Mm-hmm. And I think I was talking to my wife about this. I think it's our right to acknowledge how much shit sucks here right now. Oh, but to yeah. say we're not free or we have nothing to live for, when you can go outside, still go to any shop you want to, still really do whatever you want. Bro, yesterday, to say, I saw a lot of people doing whatever they wanted. Exactly. To, and the government's giving almost everybody free money. I know it's tough for small businesses. Like, we're running into issues. Yeah. But overall, in general, yeah. the support is great. Yeah. Um, it's funny cause I get like, I would get served from my wedding business and then uh, like anybody who has jobs is just ripping on serve saying they're all just crackheads. And I'm like, what is happening? Yeah, it's like, like, no, it's like, I'm not. Like, yeah. I'm it's not. like, I always want to defend it, but I'm like, yeah, never mind. But, um, but I see what you're saying. Yes. Cause like even just where V comes from, sorry, yep. Valeria, yeah, yep. like your wife, yep. you know, um, you know, she was telling me, and it was nice to learn more about, you know, where she's from and, like, you know, what's just around the corner from, you know, her hometown or where she grew up. And mm-hmm. it's like, yikes, man. Like, we ain't got nothing like that. Nope. Like, like, we don't got mobs and gangsters. Nope. And, like, legit. And I'm not talking, like, you know, in TV stereotype. No. You know, black dudes walking around. I'm not talking, like, that. Like, I'm not someone talking. I'm talking, like the mob yeah like uh she told dan a story which actually resonated with me i've heard it before but like to hear it again is crazy she had a little sister who had muscular dystrophy yes and was hooked up to a lot of machines in the home so they would have a lot of 
uh, scooters stop by with deliveries. Yeah. In Brazil, that's yep. a very popular thing. Like you, the idea in Brazil is you can get anything delivered at any time. Right. Because everyone rides the little scooters. Yeah. That's so how um, basically, split, yeah. what had happened is Brazil's so crazy. The person had stopped by just to drop off medicine, and as they walked to the door, somebody just took their scooter and drove away. Just stole. Yeah. Yeah. So. The, her uncle heard about this, and they lived just around the corner from the favelas in Sao Paulo. Mm-hmm. Sao Paulo, by the way, over 30 million people in population. That was mind-blowing to hear. Compared to our country. Um, but the favela... Sorry, say it again. Favelas? Favelas, yes. Yeah, favelas? Yeah, explain what that is. So that's... the favelas are, like, for lack of better terms, the ghettos of Brazil. Um, they take up about one-third about, of Brazil. The thing is, cops aren't allowed in the favelas. And no, and if you just walk in, things will happen. Like it's a, it's a small, it's a big community, but it's all run by drug dealers and I guess black market things. Mm-hmm. So cops aren't going in unless they have like a full SWAT team to take. You're not down. exactly that. That and then, you know it's the lawless place, but it's yeah. also ironically the safest place. That's what was flooring me. Yeah. So about if it. so, when you go there, as long as you know somebody, when you walk through like basically the gates of the favela. You're in, but you have to know somebody. But the drug dealers won't rip you off because if the higher-ups hear about that, they'll cut their hands off. Right. Nobody steals. Um, During COVID, their president said it wasn't a real thing. And all the favela drug dealers put a restriction of or a curfew of 8 o'clock. They're like, if you're out past 8 o'clock, we're going to kill you, basically. So it's straight up like the government bended to like... Exactly. Wow. So these favelas, they're basically in every major city, like in Rio de Janeiro, it's right beside Copacabana Beach. So a lot of tourists get robbed on the beach all the time. It's so common. Yes, very common. Because you know how like I hold my wallet. Yeah. You'd be robbed in a heartbeat. They just kind of push you you over. But then you mentioned how like, you know, even like there's like honor amongst thieves there. Yeah. So to continue the story. Yeah. Sorry. um, Go ahead. No, 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 no. It's all good. Um, To continue the story. So the scooter got stolen. And her uncle found out about this, and he's like, okay, hold on one minute. So we went over to the favelas and kind of went to the black market square where everyone does their business. Mm-hmm. And he mentioned to him, like, hey, what are you guys doing around here? And then basically, okay, I, I don't know the whole conversation or what went down, but he came back 15, 20 minutes, half an hour later. And he's like, don't worry. No one's going to – he had the scooter. He's like, no one's going to steal the scooter from anybody that stops here. No one's going to rob this house. You're good to go. Meanwhile, every house beside them <laughs> was getting robbed. Right. Because, you know, it's for someone who has MS. Yep. And she had all like medical needs. And it's a weird like uh, honor amongst thieves, I guess you could say. They really tried to avoid sick and elderly because it's just not fair. Because that's the thing, man. It's like that's in my opinion, you know, that's how... <laughs> You hope there's a code amongst, you know, yep. e- even thieves, yep. right? It's you know? weird because it, it can even fall into the purpose and intent category because they're born into a life of oppression already. Oh, yeah. And their intent is just to be able to get ahead using the tools they have. Unfortunately, you know, it's stealing from people. Yeah. But they do have that limit where their intent is, hey, we're just trying to live. We're not trying to ruin lives. See, so- this is, I imagine there's different approaches. But in the general, that's the idea. We're just trying to get by using what the tools we have, um, even though they're different than what normal society says we should use. Right. And like even there's so many different parts of that. Like what just came to mind when you were just talking about how like 
you know, their intent and, you know, how they go about their lives. What they, That's what they've been grown into, right? It made me think about Michael Vick. Did you remember, you know, what happened to him? Oh, yeah. When, um, you know, with the dog fighting ring, yep. you know, um, that he was involved in. And Which, let's let's uh, rewind it to the beginning of the episode. Oh, you throw oh, oh. beginning, you throw dog fighting ring into some white people? Yeah. Game over. Oh, yeah. Put that man on, like hang him in the town square oh man just <laughs> every person that i remember like in this town like you know I, I bro i love dogs too like i'm a dog like you know me i'm allergic to cats so i can't i can't mess with cats so i'm i'm all about dogs but like you know when this came out right you know it was trying to understand like why would he do such a thing mm-hmm. like what is and then you found out this is what they do there like where is he from? Yep. This is what they do. Yep. And this is what these people do. This is how they grew up. This is this is normal life, you know, there. And the thing is, is that knowing that it it's it's it it's not really an excuse. And you're right. You yep. know what I mean? It's not it's not an excuse, but that's yeah, something I like to say, like just to interject. Yeah, that's real just quick. the way it is though. I that's, always like to ma- remind myself and I and I like to remind others too, but like, if somebody acts that way, like with Michael Vick, mm-hmm. sometimes you have to look, is there a reason he's this way? Mm-hmm. But it's not an excuse for why he's that way. And and to give him credit, I don't think he's continuing what he's he doing. He hasn't. And that's... He learned. Absolutely. And that's one of the things about it, too, that I thought was pretty awesome is that... And also, you know, I pointed at the people that, you know, were telling him he should never be able to, you know, be back in the NFL. He should never get another chance to do that. What he did, he should be, you know, killed for what he did. The thing is, is that he was the right, he was the exact type of person to come back and be an example for his community Mm -hmm. to get rid of behavior and certain types of lifestyle like that. Mm -hmm. And just getting people to understand that there's another way to do this. There's Mm -hmm. another way to, um, you know, participate in activities certain activities that don't have the downside of taking the life of animals yes like exactly, you know yeah. in a in a very cruel uh sport mm-hmm. you know like it, it, it's not okay and because i know the people that were hawking and you know wanted to you know hang this guy for it, oh, it it's like they're not the ones to go in there and he do got that. more shit than some of the nfl players that have been convicted of like, like domestic violence domestic violence yep. or yep. even murder murder like, oh like, yeah because well, I remember when Ray Lewis was like yeah. on trial for or, he, he was Hernandez? accused for was that Hernandez that was the murder guy. Oh yeah, have you seen that story? There's a thing on yeah. Netflix. Or that guy's posting Instagram photos with his guns. But oh, that being said, Michael Vick got I think persecuted in the media way harder. Oh bro, he'd served more time in jail than some murderers and like yep. people who've like either done. Uh, some heinous crimes have yeah like he served like 18 17 months or something like that mm-hmm. I'm like oh my goodness just just absolutely and we're not ridiculous. saying it's not warranted it's just saying no like we're saying it's the purpose and intent it's it's the fact that he admitted to oh shit maybe uh, you are right this isn't what we're like his eyes opened and he legit he was rehabilitated yes exactly yes. and and here we believe in second chances i think it's safe to say i do definitely conversation over cancellation yeah i oh yeah Hundred percent. I mean, now if he slips up again, let's throw this guy in the public hanging. Well, it's the thing; it's like you didn't learn shit. So yeah, come on, you know. buddy. Yeah. But um, you know, I wanted to um, I wanted to jump back for a second, and um, because when we were talking about uh, freedoms, right, yeah. and you know, what does it mean to be free? 
it made me think about a conversation. It's funny because like I didn't even tell you uh, my notes before we jumped on because I wanted to just throw it at you. Yeah. But it, it involved entitlement. Okay. Okay. And this was something I'm, that... I'm sweating here as a 33-year-old white man. Yeah. I'm starting to well, sweat. See, here's the thing, though. It, it wasn't even... It, 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 it wasn't even about race. Yeah. Which it, I think, if you mention the word entitlement right now... People immediately think immediately white. Immediately They race. think white privilege. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. all they think about. Male or white. Yes. Those two, I yeah. think... Straight right, white male. Right, right away comes yeah. to correlation in your brain. As soon, yeah. as soon as you say the word entitlement. Old white male, yeah. too. Yeah, that's what, yeah. But, like, I was just thinking even just, like, very small, very small scenarios, right? Let me throw one at you. Yeah. Um, because uh, I know I've seen all of these, you know, mm-hmm. um, you cut someone off or someone cuts you off or no, no, you cut someone off in traffic or something. Right. And then you're on your way to whatever location. And that person that you cut off was so befuddled by what you just did. They follow you all the way to your location and have the audacity to just ream you out when you're parked at the grocery store and just like yell at you and berate you for like whatever. Just that one moment of like, let's say you didn't even see that person. Let's say Mm -hmm. you were wiping your eyes because you're crying because like, you know, your your cousin just died or some shit. Like, it's like, where do you get off Mm -hmm. thinking that's okay to do to another person. And I'll throw another one at you. Like, Actually, let me interrupt yeah, right yeah, yeah. before you throw another one oh, at man, me. Oh, man, I just want to throw five at you. In traffic, I'm the calmest guy. Like, I, If people want to cut me off, I'm like, do your thing. If people want to ride my tail, I'm like, do your thing. Yeah. But as soon as someone fucks with me, yeah. like cuts me off and gives me the finger, oh, yeah, yeah. game over. This guy is following you to your home. The one guy <laughs> I followed, I pulled Bro. up beside him. Now, <laughs> now, maybe don't tell the police about this, but it's a simple <laughs> saying. Let me pro tip. If somebody fucks with you in traffic, pull up beside them and just look at them and be like, I hope you don't have kids. And then you just drive away. Because, listen, that's not a threat. That could just be saying you're a bad parent, you're a bad driver, but it's also very ominous when you followed them and took a fake picture of their license plate. Bro, but plate. it's so vague. It's that's what I'm saying. Uh, that's what I'm saying. That's a pro tip. If anybody needs one to scare people that fuck with you on the road, just say, I hope you don't have kids and drive away. You have to. Uh, or that I'm not person's going to be questioning the rest of the, the, every decision they make on the road. I'm not even going to like suggest like how to do that properly because that's literally what my instinct was just now to be like, hey, if you do that, just make sure that y- you know you mind the tone that you use. In your oh, no, you use you a very very ominous tone yeah like, just i hope you don't have kids oh and then you gosh. just drive away because that would throw me exactly that would throw it really me. fucks people because i'll never oh. like follow up i just want to mentally fuck psyops them oh man i'm like you want to give me the finger i will follow you two kilometers and then tell you you know it's actually kind of right? funny i was actually had this conversation with someone i'm not telling you who but uh, i had this conversation with them and she's talking about how um uh, you know, this guy that she's been talking to or hanging out with, he's, he's ghosting her or whatever. And I was like, you know what you should do? You should just text him and be like, hey, it's positive. <laughs> and then she, I heard she was like, well, like, you know, we haven't like slept together or anything. Like that. It's like, hey, don't matter. Don't give context. Don't give details. Just tell him that. Things are positive. <laughs> That's some positive. You don't want to hear that as a dude in a relationship in the beginning. I don't know why. 
it's one man. of those correlations. I think things. I'd be evil if I was a woman. If oh I, yeah, yeah. I think I would be pretty evil. Yeah, you're giving pro tips that they would give on like 1999 Maury Povich, <laughs> where like women would pretend they're pregnant or something. Oh man, like that. What it? What it? What it? Is that? Is that still a show? Uh, still a I thing. don't think so. But I don't watch. Like, I don't have cable. Yeah, but no, I... going back to entitlement, though. Yep. Going back to entitlement. Um, even a scenario where you're at the grocery store, mm-hmm. right? Counting, whatever. You need a price check on something, right? And then, you, you know, you're going to be short, short-tempered with this 15, 16-year-old minimum wage cashier mm-hmm. that, you know, doesn't doesn't need to get all this guff from you. Yeah. And my I, my point is, is that where do we think that this it's okay to treat people like that? Like, mm-hmm. that's one thing that I don't understand. Like, being shitty to your waiter or your waitress. Mm-hmm. Like, how do we think it's okay to just talk to people, strangers, yeah, absolute strangers, like that? The one thing... You can see that I'm like kind of getting heated. Oh, yeah. Like, I was going <laughs> to say the one nice defense, though, is now... I think there's a generalized population defense against minimum wage workers. So if you're oh, in people, line at the yeah. grocery store and you're this person, first of all, if you're getting price checks ahead of me, get the fuck out of the way. <laughs> you asshole with all your fucking coupons. Excuse me, that's stuff. the most I swore on this podcast, but you <laughs> asshole with your book of fucking coupons, <laughs> price check and bananas for 30 cents less. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, <laughs> Escape podcast mode. So like, come back to it. Come but back. that's a, I guess that's the idea of entitlement. You're so ignorant to the people behind you, mm-hmm. being disgusted by what you're doing. And and to be honest, it's unfair to be disgusted when people are getting coupons because maybe they need to save that money. Maybe no, no, no but absolutely. That's, but that's I my know, natural reaction. I, I know what you're saying. Exactly. I know where you're coming from. I'm that's not my natural be like, reaction. Bro, she doesn't have the money, or they don't have the exactly. money to. So do let them do their things. Yeah, I try yeah, to be patient. Them, yeah. But you are right. When the person starts, like, especially when you see a foreign worker and they're just like trying. Well, that's to, the thing. If you're at Walmart like, or something. Because it, it, it's like that's more common now because there's a lot of you know I, I, you know I commend Sarnia for being more diverse it's mm-hmm. been awesome to see shout out to Lambton College absolutely really big time Lambton College you're doing awesome with this and I, I love seeing different cultures I love seeing people from different countries in this in this city mm-hmm. and do some of them know English no English sucks best. by the yeah. way yeah. but uh, 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 no they don't yeah and you got to be you got to be patient with them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you eliminate that, it's actually funny. My buddy bought me a book called The Elimination of Hurry. But okay. um, yep. but I haven't finished it. You know, shout out. Sorry, Jake, if you're listening. Yeah, where the fuck it. are you going when if you're shopping at Walmart at 7 p.m.? You're where not in a hurry. After? Where, where do you got to be? Yeah. Like, where is it that you have to be? You don't got to gotta be nowhere. Yeah. And, and, and there's so many things that you can appreciate in life when you stop hurrying mm-hmm. when you slow down there's times where i'll catch myself doing it where uh i'm driving on like london road and i'm like trying to catch every light for whatever reason yeah. like i'm just going to my mom's place like do i really need to you hurry? start getting a little angry when you yeah. catch two in a row you're like wait a minute what the fuck? or even like you know I, i'm driving and then you know I'm, I'm right behind this car and they're driving like 50 and it's like you know this car is driving ahead they're 70 but the, there's a line and like you know what 
just, just drive 50. Especially drive. when you're in a city like Sarnia, where you're really not. I always, I always say there's no reason you should be late in a city like Sarnia because there's no external factors that affect anything. You're 15 minutes driving from anything. Anything. Whether anything. All the ro- two thirds of the roads are closed, you can still get there. I can still get minutes. to Bright's Grove from downtown. Yeah. In 15 minutes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it, it's you're okay. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're okay unless you live out in like Kamlaki and stuff like that. Like okay, but uh, you're all right, people. Lambton County, like you know, it's mm-hmm. you, ain't, you, you got nowhere to be, mm-hmm. especially, especially now. Like you don't really have anywhere to be, and like yeah, I know there's some. Especially now, it's it, it's it's crazy. Like so, I don't know. I just come back to like just thinking about how useless entitlement is. Mm-hmm. Like where. You know where does it where does it come from? I just was I don't know the answer to this. I'm just thinking out loud right now. Like now, are you, now when you're referring to entitlement, are you referring to it in this context of conversation with people? How or we you, treat people, yeah, yeah. Or are um, you just talking to, about like just global entitlement? Because I mean, that's when we get into the issue, and it kind of reverts back to what I was saying. Do we view ourselves as global citizens now or local? Because if it comes to entitlement like the de- what's the definition of entitlement let me pull it up here i was just about to um ask google but i'm not doing that on this thing but you know i think in some places it you know i'm not thinking so much about how um the fact of having a right to something the amount to which the person has a right or the belief that one is inherently deserving of privileges or special treatment. that's the one that's the that's one, the one. That is the one. It's like that's what I, oh, that's what I wanted to get into because there's different aspects of entitlement. Because if you if you think about it globally, we're both entitled more than we could ever be because of where we're born. Situ- Bro, you know what, what I, mean? I have, um, my situation that I'm in. Like even just the other day, I started having another level of appreciation. Um, I like to call them gifts when yep. you realize that you're more blessed than you thought you were. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you know, it was a gift the other day that I had been given by, you know, one of my PSWs when they told me that, um, you know, I have a ceiling lift. For those of you who don't know, if you're in a wheelchair, if you're a quadriplegic, you may have a lift. It's a mechanism that allows you to transfer from your bed to your chair with just assistance, like another, another person assisting you, but you know, you get hoisted in this thing and you're able to transfer. So I use that for my shower chair, but I learned that a lot of people in my situation, right? Disabilities, physical disabilities and impairments, they're not able to, they don't have these things. They don't have these. So, you know, from the, you know, do it for Dan, um, campaign, right? I have a ceiling lift that I use and I didn't realize that not everybody does. I, I didn't know that in like even hospital beds as beds like mm-hmm. in their homes like again I did I, I did I know this or like yeah, did I just forget it I think a bit of both but like it, it, it was it was it was humbling to like you mm-hmm. know know that like you know what you know if there's other things that I'm complaining about I can remember that I'm in a situation where I'm incredibly thankful that's a gift that mm-hmm. was a gift as for lack of better terms shitty as your position may be yeah. for some people looking from the outside in mm-hmm. In the global perspective, oh, global perspective, like, you're bro, living easy, baby, living like a king. Exactly. Are you like, kidding me? And and I think and that's where I think purpose, intent, entitlement. You do have to kind of weigh against the global perspective because we are so globally connected now. Mm-hmm. But you still have to. You can't punish yourself 
for being born into a situation of entitlement as long as you don't take advantage of it and you, boast it. Yeah, you have to acknowledge sense. it. Yes, That's exactly. the thing. Is that If you're yeah, not yeah. acknowledging, if you wake up in the morning and think that, yeah, you know, I piss excellence or, you know, I deserve to be treated this way or that way, right? Um, it, it can be incredibly... It can be incredibly frustrating and also like overwhelming, but like you have to acknowledge the things that you've been given in this life to get through the stuff that you're going through today because there can be so many things on your plate, like so many things on your plate. Um, you know, take myself for example. Um, when I started out, you know, after my injury, you know, I, I thought like the world had been taken away from me. I thought I had everything taken away. Uh, everything that I wanted to do in life, all of it was just thrown out the window. But then I got to a point where I realized very quickly that there's so much that I still have. There's so much that I'm continuing to gain. And that's just, I hadn't even, I hadn't even done anything at that point. Like I was just straight up lying in a hospital bed and I just watched over time how many amazing things and people that I have in my life. So, you know, moving forward from then, you know, the ability to continue or to build a career, um, you know, to build a repu re reputation and, you know, work for things as well. But like having the ability to do that, like I have so much like, you know, there's different levels of people that are quadriplegics. Like we're all different, every single one of us. Mm -hmm. But being able to, being able to acknowledge that I'm in a position where not a lot of people get to say, you know, they are, especially after a spinal cord injury. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, growing up, you know, it wasn't easy for, you know, my it wasn't easy for my mom, you know, how we grew up. It wasn't easy for me either. But like, you know, on my mom, it was tough. But she made sure, she wanted to make sure that we didn't have to continue a life the same way she had it when when she's our age or when we're her age she wanted to give you a little bit of that entitlement but not the boastful kind not the boastful kind she wanted us she wanted you to, to have some entitlement you deserve but yes. be humble about humble it. because everybody deserves entitlement if it was you're entitled to utopia yeah utopia we're all born we're all respected we all have money so on and so on yes but that'll never be achieved so you you're entitled to, to food yeah exactly you know, so like you gotta like look this. at what and, and it's it's awesome for when you have parents like that mm -hmm. that really make an effort. I think we touched on it with Janessa as well. Parents that like your both of your parents probably had to make a bit more effort than my parents to make sure you guys had some entitlements that maybe they didn't have growing up. Being right, minorities. like being accepted, yes, yeah, exactly. into your community, like just as silly as it sounds, as as and as it's something you as guys didn't have to think about. Yeah, as a white person, yeah, I don't have to think about. You don't it. have to think about it. But for your mom, she had to work to get you that entitlement. Right now, are you going around laughing maybe at other races that aren't now accepted as black? You know what I mean? Right, that would be just silly. That's like, nonsense. Be like, do you not speak English? <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like no. that kind of ignorant ass shit. I don't know. And maybe that's why I'm pa more patient with, you know, you know, people that don't speak the language. Well, you know, what's interesting is um, there's not really an opposite to entitlement. Like there's um, there's like denied denial, that kind of stuff. Not allowed. OK. But an interesting perspective into the opposite of um, entitlement is adversity. OK. 
So it's adversity itself isn't the opposite of entitlement. No. But it's people that have experienced adversity tend to not experience or deny the entitlement that they have. People that experience adversity don't deny the entitlement that they have. So like you. Yeah. You've gone through adversity, so you're not going to deny these entitlements that you have. Like you 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 just basically spent 10 minutes talking about that. Right. You acknowledge, you've gone through shit. You acknowledge what good you have. Whereas mm-hmm. somebody, if they haven't gone through shit. Oh, like I COVID, see what you're saying. Let's yeah, bring yeah, it yeah. all the way back yeah, to the yeah, COVID. Yeah, yeah. They yeah, haven't yeah, yeah. gone through shit in their life. Really. Yeah. And everybody goes through shit, but I mean, you think you go through shit till you get quadriplegic paralyzed. I'm right. going to tell you that much. Straight like, up. Yeah. Like, um, so these people now aren't as prepared and they don't know how to handle the entitlement as much. Right. Because they haven't had that adversity. Now, maybe after this COVID. And you're not even talking white. No. You're just straight up talking entitlement. Entitlement yeah. in general. Yeah. Yes, yes. Like, you could be a rich black guy that never ran into it. Boom. Boom. Like, Little Wayne apparently said, like, you know, he's never experienced racism. No. Awesome. Well, Good actually, for you. But acknowledge the fact that, like. Yeah, interesting fact is, I, and I think I told you this. I don't know if I spoke on the podcast about it, but I have a friend from Bahamas. Did I talk about it last time? Oh, he, when he comes he didn't to participate in any in of the Black BLM Lives Matter, yeah, because yeah, 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 for yeah. him, for him, yeah, he like he acknowledged it, right? He's like, I'm lucky enough I was born into this, but he's not flaunting it, but he's not going out of his way to make issues. Do you know what I mean? I know what you mean. And was, there's some people an that might be like, well, you know, if you're not with us, you're against us. And at one point, I'll, I won't be lying to you, bro. Then we're gonna get into this later yeah. this month. But like at one point, I felt like that. Yeah. I felt like that's how angry I yep. when I watched that I bro oh, yeah. we'll get into it we'll oh, get yeah, into yeah. It. but like I know what you mean it's like it's it's not even what you're saying you know on time it's not even it's not even relate race related nope. it's just straight up any type of just, adversity yeah. whatsoever and it's true and I know I know people like that yeah. and it's unfortunate that it's 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 well it's both fortunate and unfortunate it's like I'm glad you didn't you didn't have to face things like I had to face growing up. It, I'm glad yeah. you didn't. But you got to know that when things get real in life, like you got to know it's possible to get through them because you've got examples though. Yo, I got to interrupt. I got a good story. Uh shout out to my coworkers at work if you're listening to this, <laughs> but they were group chatting. And there was a man eating a pizza in a car out front of our store, I guess, for like half an hour. We're near Little Caesars. Yeah. And two of the girls working kept group chatting. They're like, we're so nervous. We're so scared. And Because he was eating a pizza? Yeah. And then the guy eventually left. And one of the girls is a, like, she's younger. I think she's 19, 20. She goes, sure. That was the most traumatic thing I ever experienced. What? And I text my buddy in the side chat. I'm like... Yo, I wish I lived a life where the most traumatic thing I experienced was a man eating a pizza in a car. In a car. <laughs> but it was just so he was, funny. To like, he, he wasn't a threat at all. I don't get it. They don't No, They were just scared because he was sitting in a car eating a pizza, I guess. Bro, I that guy know. must have been like having... Ugh. That's what I mean. I've There's eaten so a pizza many. in a car, bro. Yeah. I've eaten multiple pizzas yeah. in a car. I was just laughing, though, at the idea of that being the scariest moment of your life. That's ridiculous. Man. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I was like, poor girl. I tried to have sympathy, but in the same sense, I was like, did you knock on the window or just... What the car look like? And they're like, I don't know. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Yo, there's um, 
but you know that's yeah that's what I want to finish. What were up some on. other what, what were some other examples? You said you had a couple examples of entitlement. Oh my my head's kind of I just was heated up right now. Yeah. And now I'm just like, um, it, it, mainly though it's like how we treat people, and you know you know what actually another one is uh and how it relates to COVID. Yep. Is um. Once we're done COVID, by the way, we ain't talking COVID. Oh, we're not talking about we this. We ain't ever even again. saying it again. I don't even I will forget how it's spelled. Yeah. Um is how I think a bit ago I mentioned I hope there's like a grace period, right? Mm-hmm. Where people get comfortable or okay with some people not being okay with being outside or being around other people. And I hope others treat that with uh some respect. Right. right? And and that kind of comes around we also hope as well, though, people don't need that grace period because we, well, we hope you're trying to stay positive. We know it's going to be right, needed, right? but we've talked about as well being ready to hit the ground running, right? But that idea as well. Right. But we also talked about how you do anything for three weeks, you're in a new cycle, whether you want to be or not. Or not. So you're going to, like, even people that are most ready, people that you see on Facebook, I'm going to hug you, I'm going to hug you, we're going to party every weekend. Yeah. It's still going to be a slow transition. It's going to be I a think. transition. But here's what I'm saying, though, about it, is that, so, like, let me lay that first. So that, I hope, is something that happens, um, you know, the grace period. Mm-hmm. But also, when it comes to it, it's just understanding that, one of the things that has always been, you know, been perpetuated is, you know, calling people sheep, right? Oh, For following. I hate a, that. I, I, it drives me nuts. Sheeple. Sheeple and stuff like that. And, like, one of the things, though, is that... Have you ever... Have hold you, on. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Yeah, yeah. Is that one of the things is that this is a genuine fear. Like, we've been conditioned over the last year and a half, year and a bit, to be genuinely afraid of this virus, whether and the virus is real. The virus is real. How many people it kills? It has killed people. Let's just you know say that, right? Hundred mm-hmm. um, percent. Per- percentage of people, I don't care. It's killed people. There's things we don't know about it. I'm not going to debate any of that shit with anybody. Mm-hmm. The point is, is that the fear is real, mm-hmm. and fear is something that has been around since forever. And the thing though is that and this is where this is the point I want to make though. Is that and how it relates to that grace period? Is that we we do not berate someone for being for having some sort of uh, addiction, right? Because we we hope we, we don't. hope we don't. That's a line that I really. But hope a that, lot like, of people still like they're like, well, I can I don't have to drink and you do or something. So it's that still for me is a gray zone because I've seen it be a gray zone. And that's unfortunate because that 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 frustrates me. But the thing is, is like if we can understand how bad it is to look mm-hmm. at someone who has an addiction and it's ingrained in some sort sort of either trauma or fear, right? Childhood trauma mm-hmm. that produces so many mental illnesses. Right? And I think there's more sympathy too, especially if the person actively acknowledges acknowledges they it. have a problem right. and they want it to stop. And that's, they want it to I think, stop. I think that's a good um, baseline because if the person doesn't admit it. Mm. It's a lot harder for people to have sympathy for that. Yes. But as soon as they admit it and they're like, I want help. Maybe they tried treatment for this once or something. It's, then it starts. It's, the yeah. sympathy comes a little more. And yes. the empath- empathy, empathy comes a little comes, more. Yeah. Which it should always be deserved. But it, Thank you. That's also, the point. sometimes yes. it's natural human instinct to be like, well, just don't do it. Well, that's the thing. It's like, that's not exactly. the thing. It's like, exactly. you know, and so when it comes to fear, right, mm-hmm. and how, you know, those things are linked and, you know, addiction and stuff, it's like. 
we wouldn't I would not berate someone. I would not shit all over someone and give someone a hard time about something that they're going through. Mm-hmm. And there are, I related to COVID and how we are going to call people sheeps and stuff like that because, you know, they're going to get the vaccine. My doctor told me to get the vaccine. I'm going to get the vaccine. But the thing is, is like, I'm not, I don't want, I'm sorry calling me a sheep because of that mm-hmm. like straight up get the fuck out of here i was gonna say when you said let me keep the story going yeah. i was just gonna simply say have you ever heard an educated person say the word sheep yeah straight up <laughs> my goodness i haven't heard anyone with like a post-secondary degree use the term sheeple at all bro or like, it, or if they use the word sheeple it's in a terribly grammatically created sentence and that's, <laughs> and that's all it is for me and that's all it is for me with when it, you know, when it comes to that. That's my last thing I want to talk about. Like, it's like, where do I, and that's the, yeah, I guess that's like my cap on entitlement. Like, where do I get off standing at this point of what self-righteousness where I can look at a person who is genuinely afraid of something, mm-hmm. genuinely afraid. Actually, you know, just exa- another example, throw it at you. I, um, I was in Toronto. This was years ago mm-hmm. at a Jays game at the intersection waiting to either go to the game or leave the game, whatever. And this young fan, this family, you know, mom and dad, two kids, right, were standing in front of me. And I wasn't even looking down at this kid. But I most of the time I look down to make sure that, like, I'm not running over someone. Because that's, you know, where my feet can clip someone's ankles. And it's just, it's like getting a scooter in the ankle. Remember oh, that yeah. thing where you spin that thing? Yeah. So I just try to make sure I don't do that with, like, my foot pedals. And then we're standing at this intersection waiting for a turn. And out of nowhere, I hear a massive scream. And this kid, those in front of me, turned around and started screaming at me like he was so terrified, afraid. I was like, what the? And I thought I clipped him or something. I started freaking out. I looked up. The mom's looking at me. She realizes. She picks the kid up. And she was like, oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Someone in a wheelchair, like, ran him over, mm-hmm. like, a couple weeks ago. And he's just been deathly afraid, apparently. Yeah. And, no, and, like, of course, I didn't take Pavlonian any offense. in training. Uh, it's I, once something happens, your brain's wired for that. I, just watching that fear, though, that's mm-hmm. one of the times. It's embedded in my mind, just watching fear. Mm-hmm. Just so real, so happening, so fast. And I was so like, raw because raw. They're, at a, they're at an age where you can't filter it out. Oh, you can't. He's As gotta, adults, he's like, we'll filter it, but then it'll come. We try to, to we'll mask go, it. We'll go home and cry or drink ourselves to sleep. Exactly. exactly. We mask yeah. it with different things, but like yeah. he's not masking. Mm-hmm. He's straight up. I'm scared, mom. Yeah. So he freaked out. And I remember just, that's what I think about too. Now, did like, you have a chance to interact with him after? No, she just no. Just kind of up and. I, I just was like, hey, I'm I totally understand. It's okay. Hey, yeah. don't worry. Because like, you know, family was white, and so like I thought, maybe in her in her eyes, I thought she may have thought that like I was thinking he was afraid because I'm black. Yeah. And like I didn't go there, but like her face, she mom was just so mortified, and she just was so apologetic. She was just like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry." Like you know, he had this situation a few weeks ago, and you know, someone in a wheelchair was really nasty, and Nick ran him over somehow. I'm like, mm-hmm. what the fuck's running over kids? Like, what yeah. are you doing? But like. But if you didn't have your reasoning, you might, like you said, your initial thought was, is it because I'm black? It was one of, one of. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, exactly. the first. I just was like, oh my God, what's happening? Yeah, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. What the fuck is happening? I was exactly. like, good God, but let this it's, stop. It's, it's easily to assume that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, it, it would you be easy I mean? for me to it's, go there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's, um, it's nice that the mom said something about it. Um, that, I actually like, really appreciated that. She legit was like, I know why this is happening. Yep. And I'm telling you, his reasoning isn't that like he hates you. He's mm-hmm. f- afraid yep. of you. Well, and, your and you don't blame them. Like yeah. it, It's like, oh. 
I mean, it's the, the, the basis of Pavlonian training. If it's like, once you do it, it's ingrained into, it's like, if you smack a dog, that oh, dog's yeah. going to be scared to be uh, smacked. Smack, yeah. Or if it's beat by a man, he becomes scared of men. Yeah. For the rest of yeah. Life. We had you that. We I had mean? a rescue dog and we were giving him to our aunt. And, um, I remember around me and Matt, actually, you were scared. Mm-hmm. This little dude was scared. And like, yeah, he was, yeah. And, um, have you ever been road raged on? Road raged on? Yeah. Like someone road raged on me? Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know too. Cause I feel like somebody like, would get oh. out of their car, start yelling at you, and then be like, oh, fuck. Well, do you remember that time? Did I tell you about like when I got in that accident, right? Do we, did we that, talk about that? That, that, that was kind of recent, wasn't it? Yeah, like, it was a little recent. What we talked about? Oh, you know what we, we did? I think it. we talked about it on one of our... Uh, our testers? Uh, testers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, nine hours of our <laughs> test podcast. <laughs> we wanted to like, run through so that we would be all right talking on, mm-hmm. on mics and stuff. But we wanted to... T- but uh, the story is... Uh, just to yeah, remind you, it's... Uh, I'm sitting in the car and I'm sitting in my van waiting for my mom to come out of the store. This is when stuff was open and stuff, mm-hmm. right? This happened this year, but like this is when stuff, things were still open. Yeah. Um, uh, Have we mentioned how tricked out your van is that like you d- can drive? I don't think Have we so. talked about that. I don't think it's that fancy because like I guess other people. Will Everyone thinks that's cool. Like my wife's dad thought that was so cool because oh, he really? tried to do stuff for her little sister back in the day, like oh, okay, lifts true. and stuff like yeah, that. But yeah. they don't have as many resources in Brazil. True, true. So he would have to like Jimmy rig things. So you told him or V told him about my van? Yeah, yeah, he loved it. We sh- sent him pictures the one day. Oh, he oh, it was okay, so cool. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, how'd you show? Because he's okay. an engineer, so he was just really interested oh, in that cool. kind of yeah, stuff. Oh, cool. Yeah, he's geeking out. And eh? he's trying to make stuff for other kids that are in need of stuff wow, like that back in cool. Brazil. So we try, because they don't have the same resources, right? So he tries to retrofit things. He's the guy, eh? He tries. That's awesome, yeah, though. Yeah. That's awesome. He makes an effort. But yeah, no. So like I'm sitting in my van waiting for him to come out of the store, and there's a parking space open in front of me. Mm-hmm. And this guy drives in. I'm looking down. You know, no joke. I'm texting this girl. She asked me, "Hey, how's uh, how's your day going?" And I was like, "You know what? I just had a really good day, you, baby." <laughs> that's, that's what my man responded for sure. <laughs> I don't think so about that. I don't know about that. But I was just straight up like, you know what? I'm actually having a really good day. Um, you know, I just finished a meeting, had a presentation this morning, and I'm not kidding. As I'm texting this, as I'm writing it out, boom. Now, were you in a handicapped spot? I'm in a handicapped now, spot. Now, was the one across from you handicapped? The one across is not. Weird, because usually they're in bl- you, You're four, right. right. Usually they are, yeah, one and two. Yeah. So I figured maybe he would be in the same situation, uh, uh, but no, it's just a normal spot. Normal spot. He just pops in. Drove in. Like, <laughs> no, no, it's not like he was backing in. He drove into me. <laughs> and I'm sitting in. there, and as it happened, I was like, boom. I was like, and like immediately I was like, what the, what did I do? What the hell was that? Yeah. And then so I'm looking around. Um, uh, I open my door. My ramp comes out. I come out. I immediately see it's an elderly couple. Right. Right. Which honestly, if I got in an accident and then I see you roll out, I'd just be like, fuck. Oh, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> I'm yeah. just like, fuck. I knew that's immediately. All I, that's all I could say. Because imagine if imagine <laughs> if I stepped out 6'2". 170 pounds yeah. just yeah no it would look different yeah black guy with dreads like it would look different yeah. the vibe would be different uh for this guy for sure yeah. but like when i got out you know i came out wheeled out looked to see what happened to the front end of my vehicle um i tried to be as kind as i could because like i could see in his face because it's easy to sometimes tell well not sometimes it's easy to tell when like white people are feeling some type of way because they turn red oh <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
Yeah. You know what I mean? It's true. Like it's, it's easy. Embarrassment to, in the sun will do that exactly. to us. Exactly. I was like, uh, so as soon as I saw, I, I could tell, like, my man was just like, Well, that's you know. what I mean. I, I, if I put myself in his shoes and I see a dude, first of all, in today's climate, yep. I see a minority come out yep. and then he's in a chair. Mm. I'm just like, I'm going to prison for the rest <laughs> of my life. Like, <laughs> see you later, world. Oh, man. But, um, no, that's the thing. It's like I try my best to be, you know, uh, in good spirits and just say, you know, I'm as I, first thing actually I said when I got it, I was like, hey, are you okay? Yeah. Is your wife or uh, I found out that's his girlfriend. I was like, my man. He was like, my man. I found yeah. out he was like 80 something years old too. I was He's like, like wife's at home. This is my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. I hope he doesn't listen to this. I hope yeah. we didn't get him in trouble. Uh, if we did, then yeah, bro, have conversation. Yeah. Be upfront with what you're doing. Um, but uh, it's uh, no, I've never been road rage on, but like that's like the most like recent like vehicle. I, I had a situation like that. Had, I was yeah. on the opposite end in high school. I had my uh, Crown Vic. If anyone's ever drove a Crown Vic, it has the biggest front end you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And this is the only time I've ever hit another car. I was in the parking lot. I was doing a turn at like three kilometers an hour yeah. to get into the spot. Okay. And my right front just hit the side of a minivan. And just like, it didn't dent it or anything, just okay. kind of bumped it and pushed it when I was turning into my spot. Okay, okay. And I was like, it's lunchtime. And I back up a bit, and sure enough, it's this girl that was kind of socially awkward, eating her lunch in her van, of oh. all the people in the school. Oh, man. And I get out, and I was like, I am so sorry. Like, I did not mean to do that. Oh, damn it. She gets out, and this was the coolest thing I've ever experienced. And to this day, shout out to this girl. I forget who you are. But shout out to you. Uh, she was like, you know what? Don't worry about it. It's my parents' van. And I was like. That's what she said? Yeah. I was like, are, are you sure? Like, there wasn't a mark. But I was like, are you sure? She's like, yeah. And I was like, but she was so socially awkward. That I was like, oh, let me give you a hug. Thank you so much. And she did the whole arm. Oh, boy. Thing. Elbows in. Yeah. It wasn't yeah, like, yeah. I didn't like, uh, like assault her. I think but, you invaded her, though. Yeah, I think you. She, yeah. she laughed because she was just like, don't worry about it. I, I was like, oh, my God. Because. I've never felt that sense of relief because I was like, I'm oh, fucked. Oh, man. Because like, she well, caught me. She was in the car and looked at me right remember, in my eyes. Remember what I was saying about forgiveness? Yep. It's how you heal the world, man. Yep. Like, you need, like, we, we got, we, we can't be so quick to, I, I put myself, you're right. I put myself in his shoes, too. I was like, mm-hmm. bro, like, you know, yeah, seeing a dude in a wheelchair come out, like, yeah. Like, you know, my stuff's expensive. Yeah. You know, like, price tags on everything just and because it's... purpose it's, and intent, too, mm-hmm. like, to bring it back to our pillar. I was just like, going to say that, yeah. Um, like, she knew I wasn't driving fast. She knew I wasn't driving recklessly. Mm-hmm. Like, same with the people that hit you. Different mm-hmm. situation. If they come screeching in and pop you and they have, like, a no-club sticker on their car, you know what I mean? Or they did a fishtail into the spot and hit you. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Because you're, like, intent, your intent might have not been there, but your purpose was to look like an asshole. Yeah, you're definitely looking like an so asshole, yeah. There's like, I find that's such a strong pillar that can be applied to almost everything. Yes. Because you just... And it comes with forgiveness. It comes with understanding. It comes with empathy. Empathy. You just never know what that person's going through yeah. or what their purpose, what their intent is. Even um, we told a story last time about the kid asking you Tupac or Biggie. Tupac or Biggie, yep. That kid's... That might have been racist, but that kid's intent his was int- to make a connection, connection with you. Yes. And he didn't know how, but he tried his... That's what we believe. Thing. We believe his intent was to make a connection. Unless he was a mastermind. Unless he was just straight up like, 
a mastermind troll. Yeah. But he, he genuinely seemed like he wanted to be your friend, like wanted to connect with you. And he mm. just, that's what he thought would do mm. it, which was funny as could mm. be. But his purpose and his intent, sorry, was yeah. good. Like he wanted to be different and, and, and it put him in a position of vulnerability actually, which Cause credit to him. Some people don't like asking questions in, no. in public. So and, and a lot he didn't of people, even have to ask that right then and there. He could no. have asked me one-on-one. I, I mean, a lot of people don't even like, like to ask you simple questions, basic about questions, being black or being in a chair because yep. it's intimidating. It's very, so they don't like, uh, they don't realize how good you are at breaking down purpose and intent. Whereas and someone just, to yeah. be like straight up, like I think in the you, moment, yeah, in the somebody moment. would could walk up to me like, "Hey, man, does it suck to be in that chair?" And I don't think you would get angry because I wouldn't, unless they were saying it or in even a the op- ma- malicious way, like, "Yeah, man, your life sucks in that chair." Then you're like, "Whoa!" I gauge but it. Even then, you're like, "I gauge it." Even the other way. Even then, you probably fight him with the, like the power of love type, thing, yeah, like yeah. Captain Planet style. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely, and you're like. Just like but tell me why it sucks. Like I've seen you question people like that. I've done that because yeah. I, I've even done it with the other way when they're like, Oh, being in a chair must be so awesome and amazing and all that. And like, they get so excited. Whoa. They're like, I'm like, Whoa, dial it back, bro. This isn't, yeah, just this isn't just, Mario Kart. Every they day. watched one episode of the Simpsons when he gets that electric wheelchair and his life gets better. Homer Simpson. Oh yeah. <laughs> he just want, and then eventually gets the machine that breathes for him. As yeah. Well. And it's like, Oh, Hey, hold on, bro. <laughs> like this is not like, you're yeah. thinking a one-time thing. You're yeah. not thinking I mean, every day. It's fun to. I mean, I wish I could get in your your chair and just rip rip down around the, the lamp to mall or something. Sure. One time it looks fun as well, exactly one time. Yeah, exactly. But, but then get up when I'm done. Get up exactly. when you're done. Exactly. Yeah. Like you know, my man is just looking at it from his lens, and it just says, "Uh, that looks fun, like do a ride at a." Do you think it's like park. overcompensating too? What do you mean? Like, they may know it there's shitty aspects to it so they're overcompensating and just being that's amazing like, I, don't, I don't know it's like like a self-defense mechanism almost mm, do you know what i mean that, subconsciously no elaborate a little more elaborate what do you mean i don't know sometimes when you know somebody is in a really shitty situation which you think you perceive as a shitty situation yeah yeah you may try to point out the good in it to try to make them feel better. Oh. The classic, like, you know what they say? Like, they have a list of things to say. Like, don't tell somebody when a family member dies or something. Yeah. Like, hey, like, um, don't worry. You still got your other brothers or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> they overcompensate and try to point out the good. I know what you mean now. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, uh, I imagine not everybody has that, but I imagine some people, they're like... For the age that it is, for the age that it is that I get that response from, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. I think it's just the immediate draw to, like, this looks like a, a theme park yeah. ride. Yeah. It's like, nah, bro. It's it's wait to get LEDs on your car. Yeah, <laughs> stuff like, like that. that. Like it's like, yeah. Um I like that I call it your car. Yeah. <laughs> now that you yeah, said go karts, I'm just like yeah, Mario. Yeah, they think car. it's like a they think it's a thing in Mario Kart. Uh um do we have time to Because uh, there's one other thing that uh yeah. um because I know this one's about um, you know, intent and purpose um is you know what this episode's about but you know it's you know it's coughing over comfort zones and we do talk about comfort zones and um you know i was going to tell you about how in this week at um uh i went back to so i did i did a couple i did some stuff involving comfort zones um so i had a couple presentations this week um and 
they I did three actually this week and the first two were challenging you know mm-hmm. different ways and I've told you about them when I had them and I, I even felt some type mm-hmm. of way after the second one went and I just was like you know what I have one on Friday night and I'm just looking forward to that one and because um, this is what I talk about how it's important actually to have a comfort zone to go back to. And I think we've mentioned this mm-hmm. before, but this is an example of that and how um, when I first started speaking, my main speech that I worked out and like made and stuff, oh, that's a chair. Uh, my main speech and stuff that I worked out was about uh, the three Fs, yep. right? Faith, and, family, friends. Yes. And I, uh, it had been a while since I had gone to that mm-hmm. presentation style because um, this was a group that uh, kind of was like a first impression opportunity, right? Okay. So, uh, because a lot of the ones I've done, when I do them, they're in Sarnia, right? Mm-hmm. And so, after speaking for 10 years, I can't keep speaking the same speech, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? I got to mix it up. And so, yep. that was one of the challenges. And like, so, you know, uh, especially over this last year, I've... It's I, like a I, rock and roll band. You may have your hit single and you know it's going to bang every time. Exactly. But you got to mix it, it up. It gets old on it the gets, inside. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And for you, I know you're a man of passion and like. I can't be passionate if it's. Yes. You, yeah. it, and But it sounds like you hit that recharge. You put it away. Yeah. You bust it out again. That I know I know that feeling with a hit, one of your like hit songs in a band or something. You put that away in the back pocket. Yeah. It almost strength, like uh, strengthens up. Is that the word? Strengthens? Reaffirms? Yes. That, it, like, yeah. it, it, you build a subconscious strength to that idea too. Yeah. Like um there's building that's going on that you don't know about. Oh, right. Towards that faith family friends. Like you're adding ideas. I am adding. Yeah, you're right. So yeah. when you come out again, you're going to have additional points you're like, "Wait a minute. Where is this coming from?" Because, I I'd imagine. You know, and I think you're right a little bit. Like uh because when I did it, right? So, you know, I did those first two in the week and then I, I like I said, it was nice to come back to this one like, you know, Friday night. And just go off and like, I usually have my notes in front of me Mm -hmm. about that presentation, but like I hadn't done one of those in so long. I wouldn't even know where to scroll back to, bro. Mm -hmm. So I just was like, I'm winging this one. I know it so well. Like, you know what I mean? I can play it without, you know, having to think about it. But like, as I started going through it, as I was speaking and stuff and just loving it, man. And it just felt, it felt so good to come back to it. And that's, what's nice about, you know, that I, I realized, or I can actually say, you know, I've experienced within comfort zones it's you know for having a week of doing presentations where i'm outside of it mm-hmm. i'm trying to connect to this presentation in a way that you know i can you know give the students what i'm i know i'm capable of yeah, for lack of better terms the, the talk you're talking about isn't one that comes from your heart per right se. right like right. it's not you it's not entirely me yeah right. most talks almost all talks you do it's like you're the source right and then it comes from there it comes from there and then, you know, being able to come back to that mm-hmm. on Friday was just so awesome. And it just felt so good again. And like, you know, I've got a, I've got a quick feedback that I got um, from someone. Um, Let's hear it. Just uh, hold on one second. Let me pop this. Did over. you bust out the I am blessed? Well, because that'd be cool if on Zoom you made everybody say I am blessed. Um, I brought it. I brought it to that without having to ask people to say that. Okay. But um, that's a good way to get it. If you've ever seen Dan talk live, he manages to get an entire crowd saying "I'm blessed." And if you don't say it, he's like, "Oh, I pick let you me out. hear it loud." Oh, yeah, I, I, I pick you out. Yep, because you isolate. know what? It's that perspective of you might you have be to going say through, it. Yeah, you might be going through shit, but listen, I'm still blessed of mm-hmm. what I got. Absolutely. So I did get them to say. I actually, I did get them to say, 
Um, cause I, I get them to write titles down now. Okay. Um, I did get them to do, uh, I wrote, had them write down. I have everything that I need. Mm-hmm. I wrote that one out. And, uh, so I, that, that, uh, rolls into it. So here's that, that review, um, that I got, um, uh, from a young lady. Um, hi, I was in the, uh, I was in the rotary call today and I wanted to thank you so much for your speech. It was so beautiful. And your message was really one that I needed to hear. Your energy and passion was amazing, and I really did feel like you were right in front of me, and I just wanted to say thank you for that. Um, I really related to everything that you said, and I know that was a message and a performance that um, that I will hold on to for a very long time, so thank you very much. Oh, that's awesome. And, man, honestly, it's just like it's not to say that like I was having a bad week, mm-hmm. but like being able to come back to this, do this, Remind and then get you this, of it, that. it just reminded me of like, it's still in me. Yep. You know what I mean? It's still yep. it's still in me. Do you find some of the things we're talking about here are leaking their ways into your It's vice versa. It's, yeah. it's going both it's a two way. It's yeah. happening on both sides. Symbiotic. Yeah, symbiotic, yeah. It's a big it's, word. it's nice. Um, you know, I love that we got had an opportunity to talk about, you know, what is really freedom and um it's uh no man, it's it, it's I love what we're doing. Um, you know, and we appreciate everyone, you know, with their comments and stuff and you know, guys, feel free to you know, message us in and like, you know, let us know what you're thinking about when it comes to this. Like, uh, we love the, uh, we love the interaction. We love, love the, the comment. Feedback, we love yeah. the feedback. And I'm usually overwhelmed by it. Cause, um, you're, I'm, I'm used to it from weddings being like, thank you for capturing my biggest day, blah, blah, blah. But when people are opening up to me, I'm like in depth stuff. Yeah. Thank you. Like, I don't, I can't say enough words via text to actually it's like, tough, isn't it? like <laughs> tell them how much it means to me that and make it sound genuine. Yes. Especially mm-hmm. if they're, if, to the people that are messaging us after each episode or every other episode, like bless you because it's so supporting and so overwhelming because sometimes it does feel, I admit like we're talking. I'm like, who's going to (laughs) listen? You know what I'm saying? Are we wasting our breath? But then you get even just that one response. It's the same when I was in a band, you get that one listener who buys a CD and you're like, okay, a friend of mine just it was said, worth it. oh man, a friend of mine just said that they, she might start a podcast because of this. Oh really? Yeah. She was writing down podcast ideas. Apparently. Oh no way. Tell so, them to send them this way. <laughs> could use a couple oh. ideas at this point. Oh man. But yeah. Um, yeah, guys, um, write us, write DM us. us. Yeah, I get it. We're, we're going to make a bigger effort to get our stories going, get you guys involved and don't feel you have to agree with everything we say. We would we're very interested. If you have a different perspective on things that we're talking about, I mean, you, you hear us talk. We often have different perspectives, but come to a resolution in our conversation. We, we come to a gray zone. Yeah, exactly. So if don't be scared. If, if you listen to our podcast and you're like, these guys are bullshit, message us and tell us. Let's t- Tell us why. And, us- that, and that comes back to the beginning of this episode. Don't just be negative. Tell us why our podcast sucks. Don't just complain. Yeah. Just don't complain. Tell us why it sucks. Exactly. And we'll try. And if your critique sucks, fuck you. The least we, could, uh, <laughs> the, the least we could do for you, the least we could do for you listening mm-hmm. is to is to make it better. Exactly. And we'll, yeah. and we'll listen to you. I mean, that's how you grow. That's how you improve. Because we're about. We could be missing something that's so glaringly obvious that might be getting your goat, might be getting you angry as you listen to us. Mm-hmm. And if you just mentioned to us, we'll be like, oh. Dope. You're right. Let's hit that. You know what? That's right. So like, let's really try. We're, we're going to put a huge effort in. It'd be awesome if you guys could as well to really start the uncomfortable community. Hashtag the uncomfortable community. We're really going to try pushing ourselves 
out of our comfort zones and really try to create a community of self-growth and really feed off each other. I think it's going to be great. I couldn't say it any better. I agree. Um, are we good? Is that, is that, is yeah, a wrap I for think that we're one, a good eh? time, eh? Well, man, I think, you know, it's, it's been awesome and, uh, you know, looking forward to the next one and, uh, yeah, that's, that's it, everybody. Yeah. Thanks Have for listening. Cough and over comfort, comfort zone. zone. I'm Dan. I am also Dan. And we'll catch you next time. Sweet things. sooner than other people <laughs> but you gotta want it you gotta want it i want